0: What's up? This is your girl, T. As a black woman in her 30s, I'm constantly trying to figure out life. But the one time of the week where it all seems to come together is on Sundays. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. When I talk with my girls at brunch over a glass of champagne, I created this podcast to bring goodbye and open dialogue about various topics from mental health, relationships, personal development, the workspace, to the bubbly that happened over the weekend is our time for celebration rest and reflection so welcome to champagne sunday grab a glass pop a bottle and get ready to pour it up champagne sunday is pleased to provide you with social media content for your personal education and informational purposes, reliance on any information provided by Champagne Sunday or about any person or professional appearing on this podcast is solely at your own risk. Hey, 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 welcome to Champagne Sunday. It's your girl T and we're back with another episode. And I have a special guest today. I got my sister on the podcast.
1: Hey, Ari. Hey. Introduce yourself to the people. Let them know who you are. You know, I'm Ariana. Oh, that's really it. I'm Ariana. I'm 31, I got two kids, and I'm from the winning HU. The winning HU. Oh, uh, who? Uh, you know. I don't know. You, you know. I, I, know
0: either. I don't know nothing about that. Nothing told- about winning. Oh, I, I don't know. Um, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so um, you're from an HU. You, you went to an HBCU. that's nice. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. It's really nice. R.E.C. is trying to throw shade because she went to... Hampton University and I went to Howard University. And if you don't know, HBCUs have this little... No, this HBCU, these two. Most HBCUs, I think, might have a feud. But this one is a legendary feud that goes way, way back, even when they were at Institute. But, you know, I will say that they try to throw shade because there was a game, I think, yesterday. And... <laughs> Something happened at the game, and yeah, thanks, you know thanks. she wants the rah 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 and hoop hoop hoop. But we all know that Howard is the real hu, and it's okay. It is okay. It is okay. So you know, you got it. I'll let you have your moment. I'll let you. Have it. <laughs> you got Congratulations. it. Congratulations. No. What did they say on Real Housewives? Confetti. You got it. <laughs> did you watch it? Yeah. <laughs> Confetti. <laughs> <That's what> um. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to be talking about navigating parenting as a millennial. It's back to school. Well, for most people in Maryland, it's back to school. This was like the first week for a lot of kids going back, mm-hmm. I think, in Washington. So Ari is on the West yeah. Coast. Um, we start next so week. So our first, next yeah. After Labor mm-hmm. Our first day. Is. Not, yeah. At one point, I thought that. Maryland had changed that, but maybe they changed it back after the pandemic. At one point, they pushed school to start after
1: Labor Day so that... It makes the most sense. So you don't Mm -hmm. have to have like a break right when school starts. But I think that it makes it... Your guys' age, like the age that your kid has to be goes off of a specific date. And it's earlier than our date. My kid has to be five September 1st. Like, I think that mm-hmm. your guys' whole school system goes off of an earlier date that would kind of mess up. Uh, yeah, but no, but they,
0: they passed the law. Like it was before the pandemic, they passed a whole law about making sure that school starts after Labor Day because they wanted the revenue stream for all of the beaches and going to Ocean City and stuff like that. They felt like they it, it would allow more income for the, the state if they had school afterwards. But I don't know. Maybe the pandemic fucked that up, um. I don't even. But think that. before we get into yeah, but before we go into all of that, I do want to do a bubbly. And our bubbly is the moment where we have like a positive affirmation or something good and uplifting to say or to talk about. Always taking deep breaths over here. That's really good that you do that before having a positive affirmation. But I'm gonna keep it light for the bubbly today. The bubbly is just gonna be getting your bag, staying your bag. Oh, get in your bag. Stay in your, don't roll your eyes at me. <laughs> you were singing that earlier. And it's, actually, it's actually a pretty good, um, bubbly, like to get in your bag, stay in your bag. Like most of the time when you're going through the work week, you're tired. You're like, but this shit. But you know, a lot of times you just say get in your bag, stay in your bag. Okay. And even though sometimes you said stay. Yeah, stay. Fo- that's pretty much what it is. It's just stay focused. Stay focused on whatever you're working on. And last week we talked about that. It's like September it's the end of the year. You may or may not have, you know, executed some things that you were thinking about for this year. So it's just really good to stay focused. That's a good thing you can tell yourself when you're trying to execute, get in your bag, stay in your bed. That was a good one. See? And I got it from you. You were the inspiration. See, look at that. Look at how God is working uh, on this Sunday. <laughs> on the first Sunday. Yes, on the first Sunday on the first Sunday, so I was just about to ask, what are you drinking on this first Sunday?
1: It ain't champagne; it is coffee. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, coffee. it's coffee. Okay,
0: it's you make your over own year. coffee?
1: Yeah, well, the Keurig makes it. I'm not one of those. Okay. I don't have a frother. I'm not there yet, but yeah, yeah Keurig. That's because you're in the state where it's like big on coffee. Yeah, I'm in the. Oh, you can't even see the Starbucks. Oh, you see it?
0: Okay, yeah. look, no ads. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
1: Like no, I just
0: like that
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> tape don't, on it don't add, don't no add no it's of- huge um copy is huge like They open up at five. They'll deliver it straight to our door. Oh, wow. It's big, but I'm just not there yet. It takes two. I don't have the patience to make own.
0: I see people on Instagram with like the frothing and then they be doing different designs. And I was like, people was not doing this before Instagram. Like y'all just making videos. I just need to wake up. Wake
1: up. Yeah. Sugar and cream. That's it. I can't do the swirly. doing all the design. Mm -mm.
0: Yeah. So now I heard like the largest Starbucks is now in Chicago. They just recently opened it. It's like the Chicago Reserve. I really wanted to go while I was there. I didn't get a chance to go, but I've seen like TikToks of it or reels and it looks really Is it like multi-level? Like, a- yeah. It's like if you imagine, I have to send it to you. It's like if it was like a restaurant. But then it's like different levels. It's the cafe, then the restaurant, what? Oh. it's like it just—it's just huge. And then it has different pastries, and I, they
1: have like a whole like bakery side. Thinking it, like see. what? What does it? Because the menu is literally mm-hmm. five things,
0: So <laughs> No, it's they expanded it. It's like if someone took a fast food oh kind of like how to in atlanta they have a chick-fil-a that expanded their menu so you can get like waffles and stuff at chick-fil-a it's kind of like how they did Why that they do
1: that but then here? they
0: i know i don't know and they also have you get to see like where they make coffee i think like too. the whole process like kind of yeah the whole that process but that's what it looks like because you get to see the little barrels and all the things it looks cool that would be dope i would like definitely it could be like, yeah it looks really cool um but i'm drinking champagne you know cheers toast <laughs> To champagne Sunday. I also got a new little glass. I like my That's little glass. That's cute. It's like I'm at a, it's like I'm at a wedding. Ain't no husband involved.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Back to school. So we're talking about so back to school starts. Are you ready? The kids have everything. Man,
1: my kids are very opposite. So Maxton is ready. He needs a plan. He needs to know the day that school starts, how to get to his classroom, who's gonna be there. So We have to go to the open house. He wants to, like, Mm. Maxton needs to be prepared. So Maxton is ready. He has all, he needs his book bag packed. He's already picked out his outfit. He's very much. Samia is wild. She doesn't care who's going to be in her class. She dresses herself. She, (laughs) I don't know if she's ready. She doesn't ask any questions. (laughs) She She just, (laughs) she's just just like, she knows that she's going and she gonna be there (laughs) she she does not care about school she cares about her shoes she okay when we were doing back to school samia was very involved in her shoe picking but i don't think that she really understands the concept like all right you're going to school away from me Mm -hmm. all day so so tell the people so who is Max and mia Maxon's my son. He's eight. He's going to the third grade. And Samia... Man, can you believe that? It's third grade. I am old. Jeez. When I saw the list of the things that they would need to learn this year, <laughs>
0: I was like, multiplication? No, because third third grade it's is it. Huge like, third year. grade is that year. That is that transition year. I tried that to tell him it.
1: that. We read the sheet together. I said, okay, listen, they want you to write paragraphs. <laughs> like Paragraphs. And then you're going to be doing multiplication and division. He looked at me like, so this is high school? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I said, no. It probably feels like it. It's like, it's <laughs> a big, he said, what's big paragraphs? Big. I said, that's more than one sentence. <laughs> he was
0: like, oh. Well, see, now he knows. So when they start talking about paragraphs, I know I'm prepared. I know what that
1: is. No. Max was like, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is high school. So he's going to third grade this year and Samia's going to preschool. She's three, but I had to get her out. So she's going to like a preschool for three, three slash four year olds. And um, it it goes for four hours in the day. Um, but I wanted her to kind of, Samia's my wild child. She's.
0: Oh, she needs that structure.
1: She needs, I feel like if I would have waited and just threw her into kindergarten Mm -hmm. they would have sent her back home. So (laughs) she's going to be in preschool. This is her first year because she just turned three. Um, And yeah, she, I don't know if she's ready. I don't think that she gets it. She's more social. She's more there for the party. Like (laughs) (laughs) she, she's just like, Hey, I'm here. You're here. What's up? Like. (laughs) <laughs> she has no clue yeah what about to happen
0: no me me is my party girl because when you were pregnant with Mia you were in like a really good space it was just like having a lot of fun and Mia just truly reflects that yes she really really reflects
1: she's that. I yeah. tell because I didn't find out I was pregnant with Mia until I was almost six months pregnant so I was mm-hmm. very much in like a very Happy! This is my time. I I probably say it every year. Like this is my this is my year. This is my summer. Like this is my whatever. Uh-huh. And Samia is very. She was a surprise, and she, she lives her life as a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> she is she unpredictable. Been surprising me, yeah, <laughs> she, she's <been> surprising <laughs> me since pregnancy. She just you <laughs> never know.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, unpredictable
0: talent. School readiness is really important. Remember when I was in like the, not when I was at elementary school, but when I was working at elementary schools, and that was a big thing that everyone was saying like, what is wrong with these kids? Like it has to be school readiness. Like they just are not getting it. And they would actually bring in um, at the time, this was like internship. So they would bring in my supervisor who was the school psychologist to come into the classroom to teach school readiness skills because it was just as simple as being able to sit on the carpet, being able to wow. attend, hands in your lap. and A lot of kids couldn't focus. So if you can't focus or get the classroom kind of like to tune in, you can't really teach anything because they're just running all over the place. This was kindergarten. So what you're saying, so what you're saying is that if I had to just put her in kindergarten and she didn't have that structure, then it would have been hard for her to gain those skills. Mm -hmm. And, but I can't even imagine. And that was pre-pandemic. So (laughs) I can't imagine what it is now that the kids have been like at home home, or like
1: what it was. Yeah. Camille was born in nineteen. So 2020, so yeah. the pandemic, so please- she has never had that. The schools were shut down. Maxton was at home. Like she's never had that school structure and stuff. So it, yeah. it's exactly that. They would have had a lot of work. She probably would have been with the psychologist. Like they would have just taken her out yeah. the class. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they didn't take all of the kids because it was like really a whole group thing. Like it was the whole classroom. So it wasn't like one kid was everybody was you know, getting except one kid, like everybody was just like, please, they was like, please come <laughs> in this classroom and help us with school readiness. <laughs> and so we have uh, a little puppet, my uh, advisor had like a little puppet. And so she would do this little, it was this curriculum where it was about a whole body listening. That's what it was, mm. like whole body listening. And so she would go through about what it looks like when your whole body is listening, your head is forward and all of that stuff. So, but, you know, that's good that she gets the structure this year and kind of a, a trial run.
1: Even like I was looking at um, kindergarten readiness education-wise, right? I didn't realize how different, you know, every parent is different when it comes to what they teach their child at what age. Mm -hmm. And here there's such a big gap um, when it comes to learning, not even like behavior, but what does your child know going into kindergarten? Do they know their ABCs? Mm -hmm. Do they know how to count it? And I was just really concerned about that portion too with both of them because the level like the expectation is so different where you go to school right so Mm -hmm. I was just like whoa she needs to (laughs) we need to get on the ball not only behavior wise but the things that she knows since it was a pandemic and we were just trying well me I was just trying Mm -hmm. to manage two kids while working at home that education piece I was like yeah, I don't know. That is.
0: So how did you even do that? So did you go online to figure out, so you got a list to see what the, kin- the school in your area was like learning, what they needed to know before going into kindergarten?
1: So yeah, I'm super, super into education with both of my kids. So I get online often and I see what kids their age should be doing, what they should know, what like regular benchmark things are. And okay. I am- um, I just try to execute or incorporate that like into little daily activities or weekly things so that I can just see gauge where they're at. Like, okay, she's really good at colors, but she can't really identify letters right now. Or I just try to go off of general lists online or follow mom groups and stuff like that. I'm really, really crazy when it comes to what they learn (laughs) because the school only sends you out. And that's kind of unfortunate. They only send out the list right before school like what you think, what your child should know Ah. going into third. Like I just got his list last week because Mm -hmm. school starts next week. And it's just like, man, all summer, we could have been working on these things, but yeah. So I just look up the list. That's
0: good. That's really proactive. I think it also reminds me of my friend who did her dissertation on school readiness skills Mm -hmm. and kind of, she was found kind of the same thing that you're saying about that discrepancy between the expectation of when you're going into school and what the children actually know because parents don't know mm-hmm. and even if you do have parents who are willing like you are to kind of execute those things and work on them, it's like if I don't if I'm not proactive and look at them, I'm not really sure. And so is this doing my child a disservice because now they come into third grade, you have all of these expectations Mm -hmm. and they're not there yet. And so it's, you're saying, oh, my child is behind, but maybe not really. They just haven't had the opportunity or chance to learn it
1: yet. And not only that, like even the schools in Maxton's system, Maxton went to two different schools last year because they changed the borders. So when he went into his new school, he was ahead because his prior school was well ahead. But they were learning at a different rate, right? So the things that they were learning at his new school, he had already learned in first grade. So he was excelling. He was doing great. And then when I switched him back to his original school, they were like, uh, we're way ahead of what that school was teaching because we had moved. So Maxson's school boundaries had changed. So he went to a new school and he was in one school from kindergarten to second grade. But since the boundaries had changed, he had started second grade at another school. And when he had gotten to the new school, he was doing so well because his first school was well and well ahead. And, and they were just so happy to have a kid that they didn't really have to teach that information to but then we moved. So we moved and went back to his original school, who then said, oh, wait, he's not on par. We've passed what that school was teaching. So I think not only, hey, you need to be ready for this grade, but also know what that school's expected. Because I was thinking, all right, they're in the same district. They're literally down the street from each other. I assumed they would be on the same schedule that's interesting or have the same expectation of their students but the demographics were a lot different of and I didn't even think of that so he went from being ahead to kind of falling behind a little bit and we had to work extra hard to get him back and he was only in that school I want to say for four or five months but it was still wow yeah. A drastic
0: difference. It, yeah. it
1: was. That's interesting. Yeah. That is interesting
0: because you're saying that they both were like public schools. that both were in the same district, but they were on different
1: drastic. ways when it
0: came to expectations. Mm-hmm. So what? how do you, because you mentioned demographics, how do you feel like that in- impacted the difference, the rate of learning?
1: I feel like the expectations were lower at the school who had more of a mixed demographic or had more... I feel like their, their expectations were lower. They were more focused on behaviors. Okay, we're going to teach kids how to regulate their feelings or identify their feelings. Or we're going to teach them anger management. It was more like those almost soft skills. Okay, we have to teach them this. We have a whole bunch of kids who are falling wow. into like a low income scale or whatever demographic they were going off of. We have to teach them these things. And the focus wasn't so much on, okay, we need to make sure that they're at or above reading level. We need to make sure that they know how to add in the hundreds range. It wasn't so much hard skills it was more, oh, hey, say how you're feeling. What is that feeling? Why do you feel that way? So when he went back to his original school, who was mm-hmm. no.
0: <laughs> okay, <they're> all, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can. That's interesting. It okay. was hard, but I didn't even factor that in until now the free and reduced lunch thing is happening again. And they're only picking yeah. particular schools that have certain demographics to give free and reduced lunch and his old school was there but his new school isn't because they don't have enough students that would qualify so I was like
0: "Mm." all of that is really interesting to think about like you said the the soft skills that they needed kind of like the prerequisite because kind of going back again to that behavior part if you aren't in tune or don't have the behavior or you're not listening or focused, I can't really teach you. Mm -hmm. So we're teaching a lot of um, social emotional learning skills and all of these things. And because of the demographic, unfortunately, it's like in low income neighborhood. Mm -hmm. It's like they get kind of the back end of not having the same quality education as someone that's two blocks down that maybe is predominantly white or not as you know, pe- a lot of people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is definitely unfortunate. And two, I didn't know, because I had free re- and reduced lunch when I was in school, and I didn't know that it was the budget, but I guess this is just thinking about policy and everything, mm-hmm. that they budgeted based off of the demographic. The need. School. I just mm-hmm. always thought it was... If your mom universal yeah and you, and you had the salary he <laughs> mm-hmm. was like okay yeah you you know you met the requirement for that I didn't that's know it was how, like it depends on what school you go to that's how
1: I thought too so I was very surprised I was just like okay number one I'm always trying to get a deal I'm all, like I don't care if it's 50 cents I want 50 cents off <laughs> like but everybody was getting free or reduced lunch last year so, this year it was a little bit more like political, where they were only giving it to the schools that had a bigger demographic of kids that were in oh, need. Oh, they changed. The yeah. Okay. So it was like, okay. okay, we only have 11 schools that really need it based off of the students that go to these schools. So
0: horrible.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of how they did it this year. And my son's school wasn't on it. His. <laughs> and I was like, wait.
0: Yeah. And you know, those are the things that when you hear people um, talking about like local politics and local policy mm-hmm. and, you know, you try to stay in tune, but sometimes it's hard. It's kind of, to me, the same thing as like you're saying, if I don't Google things or research or find out things, I probably won't know because it's not in your face, yeah. it's not there. Yeah. And I bet that was probably something that was on the table. And because a lot of people didn't know who was it was going to affect. No one, you know, probably voted against it. Yep. It probably ended up being passed because there was everybody a privilege probably was like, Oh yeah, that's great. This the school's that need, yeah. you know. But not thinking about how that affects individuals like Maxton who are maybe in a more, you know, predominantly white or more fluent school and then
1: And you never know. Service. You never know what their definition of need is. We yeah. I could think, Oh yeah, they need it. This is one of the biggest schools in the district. But no they they got money and that school doesn't so you never know it's it's rough because the things that they were talking about voting for i was like all for it they really highlight certain things um, mm-hmm. and other things just fall on yeah, the side of the tape.
0: yeah Yeah,
1: that's important.
0: All right, so I've heard these back-to-school lists are kind of crazy. I heard that they have a lot of stuff on there. I was listening to uh, another podcast, and (laughs) it was kind of funny because she was just going off the list of all of the stuff that the kids need. And it was Ziploc bags. Why do I need to bring (laughs) Ziploc bags? And I think it was not just... One type of Ziploc bag. She wanted the snack size and the gallon <laughs> size. And it was, okay, Ma, I think you just trying to get your list. You ain't trying to contribute to the classroom. <laughs> you want all the parents to contribute.
1: So, like, <laughs>
0: what did this back-to-school list? Was it reasonable
1: or did it look kind of great? So grateful because, again, it depends on the school. So, his new school, they provide everything <laughs> because oh okay they have the budget for it. So, I didn't have to get a ton of supplies because they have all of Mm -hmm. the supplies for the kids in the classroom. Um, You just have to get the little box, the utensil box so that the kids can pick from the supplies that are provided at the school and Mm -hmm. he gets his own little box of them. So I'm grateful for that. Samia's List was a little different because they don't provide everything. <laughs> They're like, uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah. You gotta, you, you gotta buy we it. We know your three-year-old is about to break all these crowns, so bring them. <laughs> bring your own crayon. Okay. What was? Uh, but it was, it was reasonable. It wasn't
0: anything. Okay, because I was like, what was the craziest thing you saw? I Was like, now she know um, that she could buy that. You don't need that.
1: I think. Was there anything for or, me? I think all of these things y'all could supply. Right. <laughs> like, True. if you. Our classroom, y'all should have pencils. <laughs> y'all, should have, true, true. y'all should have these things. But it was nothing too crazy that I thought twice about. Okay. I don't know. The only like out of the norm thing were the headphones. You had to buy a specific type of headphone for Max. A uh, headphone like these? Like yes. headphones? Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: And. Uh-uh. So you, you remember back when we was in school, you used to have a little cheap ones. They had the little cheap, ones the the little little cheap <laughs> black ones with a little foam on it. <laughs> Like, yeah, with a little ball. but no, they, they need that. They need beats. They gotta.
1: <laughs> and I think I I understood like before when we were at home mm-hmm. and the kids needed headphones because of course you can't hear your instructor yeah. because we were at home. Right. But when they gave us like a specific type of headphone that he needed, y'all wow. y'all ain't in the lab. <laughs> like, <yo. laughs> what? Not
0: in the lab. They try to make some beats. They yeah, about to I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> but you know, now that it
1: might be Gracie's corner in there, you know? <laughs> I was so blown. And then get, leave it to my son. If you give him an option on, all right, Max, and we got to go buy some headphones and they have to. Mm-hmm. He's not going to pick the cheap black ones. The ones at Walmart okay. that I was like, yeah, let's get these for $5. He picked a 25. Pick the fancy ones. Well, this one has Spider Man on it, knowing like Max is gonna break that word. Yeah. It's gonna be dumb. The headphones were. So, do they have Chromebooks? Like, is it a Chromebook school? Because I'm thinking they need headphones. They had iPads. They so, had iPads. Oh,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> last year, they, <laughs> said every, they, they said every child with an iPad, a legit. I, and I was like, whoa. Um, again, That was his school that he's at right now. The other school, they didn't do that. So it's also interesting. These are two, both are public schools. Both public schools in the same district. But one gave you access to a website that you pulled up on your computer or whatever device. And the other sent home iPads with pre-installed app that you said one gave you access to a website, um, where you had all the learning tools on that website and you pulled it up on your computer or your iPad. And then the other school sends home iPads with pre-installed apps that your child learns from on the, on the iPads that they provide. So both schools do have iPads. So completely different. Um, One, I had to pull up on his iPad and it was a website with all these different learning things. The other one, they already had all of these different apps on it and he was just able to navigate on the iPad that they gave him.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. That is so different and how that how they allocate funding to the different schools, which I thought was also interesting because nowadays this all of the schools. Well, here when I say here is usually D.C. and Maryland can be different. But most of the schools, they do have like Chromebook. A client told me the other day, she's in high school. So she was talking about school and she's like, I just hope my teacher doesn't have me write these things out. I don't want to write. I don't have to write anything. And I just was thinking about how amazing it is that they actually do have Chromebooks in school. So they're not writing mm-hmm. shit. They're typing yeah. everything. And she was really complaining that I hope I don't have to write this. And I really remember... Being in school with my little mm-hmm. notebook, lining up my paper, and having to write everything down. Like, no one had a computer. Like, computers was the thing when you got into college. Like, oh, you need your laptop in college. But in elementary, middle school, like, I see them with... Like you said, they have... Um,
1: iPads. Like, iPad, And that was something yeah. this year when he went back to, like, physical school, um, they would tell Max and his writing was too big. It's over the lines. It's too big. Uh, because... When he mm-hmm. during the pandemic, he would type everything out or just say it into the iPad, and it would type it out for him. That's so. another thing too. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm just like these kids. And the so fle- he never had to really write. So now he's writing, and mm-hmm. his writing is huge because he's not used to doing that. He's like, he's not yeah. used to it. He, just, yeah, and that's another. Yeah, you said he's he what? Maxton is a cheater. Low key. He A cheater. What do you mean he's a cheater? A, cheater, a cheater, like during the whole pandemic, they would be like, All right, you have eight minutes to answer 50 questions. And Maxson is going to ask Siri every single question and type it out. <laughs> All right, he's the first one done. He's- if he has to write out, fill out a sentence, Maxon is going to say it into Siri and she's gonna fill out that sentence. He is resourceful. That's your nephew, girl. That is your nephew.
0: <laughs> he he's is resourceful. I'm pretty sure he's not the only Mm-mm. kid who's doing I pray that. He wasn't. Who's asking Siri all the questions. What? I mean, it is just baffling sometimes. And we're not even that fucking I am rehearsals. old as like, hell. If see, I told oh, no, but we're but but I'm just thinking about when we used to have like, encyclopedias. Like there was nobody. Did you ever yes. have encyclopedias? The look answers and the dictionary. I never did that.
1: I was gonna wait for somebody else. No, 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 no. We had access to them. Well, that's what <laughs> that's what Max got it from. Because if you had Siri, you would have asked access. Look at you. So I can see. No. hold on yourself. Uh, I remember even having like. <laughs> remember when the new MacBook? Did you guys have this in North Carolina? Like computer labs with those new MacBooks, yeah. the ones that Man, were on that kind of <laughs> We had a computer one. lab. We had a computer <laughs> class to learn. I remember the floppy disk. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. We had, had yeah. The floppy disks. <laughs> but you got to save it to the. Floppy I never disks. even thought to use the computers for the answers. I my brain didn't even. I never even thought like that. Max didn't though. Oh, he. The computers didn't have answers. We didn't even have. We answers. had internet in the computer lab. What grade? We did not have like internet third and fourth grade. Lab. We had the brand new Max. The ones that had the colors on the back, you know, like the Lizzie McGuire. I know what you're talking about. Those are the MacBooks. I, yes. I know what MacBook you're they talking had, about. But,
0: but I don't think, you probably didn't think about it because Ari, I don't think that concept was a lot. Like, yes. I think we might have had internet, but I don't think it was the concept of like, search something. Yeah.
1: Something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think that concept was even a thing. Yeah. You know, because That's it was still
1: dial up back then. So even to find the answer would have taken don't. us 15 minutes to get on the internet.
0: It would have, if it was even popular. If somebody had even wrote it out, the teacher would have heard that. AOL, everybody had AOL back then. That was all you had was AOL. AOL.
1: That's why I'm hesitant getting him an iPhone right now because I know if I get him an iPhone, it's going to be over. He's going to ask his phone for all the answers. So I can't even trust him with a phone he's too smart
0: well that's good that your back to school list wasn't too
1: hectic yeah and clothes then, and
0: shoes wise you know well,
1: like companies are getting their monies back they're getting all of their coins back okay, exactly okay. yeah there is no reason I should be paying a hundred dollars on some toddler shoes when my toddler can't tie them like dollars, max <laughs> oh,
0: what brand was it now come on I thought we come couldn't on.
1: do that I thought we couldn't do that <laughs> just Stick with Walmart. Just, well, can I even say that? No, um, no. Like those the top brands. Like I feel like shoes for okay. my kids' age groups were like sixty, like sixty bucks. I thought they were pretty oh, okay. cheap, but I went into the stores this year and they were not. <laughs> like, no. Not. So you talking about like shoes? Nike's
0: are the regular. No, brand even vans are like hundred dollars.
1: think Maybe it's just me. But I remember when Vans were significantly cheaper than Nikes. Yeah, like, but Vans
0: is. Vans oh, okay.
1: even upped. <laughs>
0: <Everywhere.
1: laughs> like, dang, y'all. So, yeah, everything has uh-huh. gone up. Where I don't know if your parent did the same thing, but my mom, she would give us 100 bucks. Here's a hundred bucks. Get the clothes. No, I couldn't even think.
0: Are you saying, oh, a hundred wouldn't even I couldn't
1: even think of a anything. budget this year. Okay. I'm going to spend $300 on these. It wouldn't have even any budget that I formulated in my head. <laughs> it went out the door. Yeah. Cause it was, everything, <laughs> everything went up. Went up. <laughs> I hit perfect. my benchmark everything and I was went like, up. the price went up. I was like, this is only jeans. <laughs> like I haven't even got shirts yet. Yeah. What did Fat Joe say? Today's price is not yesterday. Yeah. Is- today, my price went up. Today's price is not yesterday's. The same thing.
0: There yes. we go. That's what we was looking for. You said the price. Yeah, that's, went what, up. He that's what he said. My, my price went up. Oh, he said the price went up. Today's price. He said my price went up. I didn't hear that first part. I just heard today's price is <laughs> that's not. That's what everybody else that's heard too. <laughs> that's the only part that that's, matters. That's all I know. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, damn, a hundred dollars for some
1: kid shoes. That's what I was thinking they too. Not Jordans? I don't, I don't, really he, I don't even get him Jordans. Right. I know that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, damn, that's yes. a lot. And then his little feet, he's gonna be so big. It's just,
0: oh, yeah, they grow out of stuff and you do all of that and then they grow. So do you put your stuff, your clothes back on? I remember a friend, she used to put all of her clothes back on a um, website just to sell it when her kids grew out no, of it.
1: No, I just be giving stuff away. Get to get her money. I don't have the energy for that. I just, I know somebody's gonna need it. Your kid needs some clothes. We got him. Take them. Give it away. That's nice. i try. It'll come back to me one day. Yeah, it will. will.
0: (laughs) I did want to talk about, guess what it was. You used the word, everybody used like the word like soft life. Mm. But now I'm thinking about soft parenting or I think it's that gentle parenting called. I see it, gentle parenting. I think I see it like on uh, Instagram or whatever, on Reels and TikToks. And there was this one viral video and a little girl, she was mad about bedtime. Mm -hmm. And so she was screaming and yelling like up the stairs. Like she, you could see her, like she was on the stairwell and her mom was somewhere. All right. We said what time bed was, bed is so-and-so that's the time. Like she kept her voice, calm, neutral tone. And the girl was screaming and yelling, she was keeping on the tone. Basically, you know what time bed is, but it was like in a real calm. And a lot of people were saying, you should have just told her ass to get upstairs. Like, you should have... <laughs> like, Couldn't you, have been you me. You over here being calm. Couldn't <laughs> have been me. I would have da, 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 da. Like, people were going, damn, like, what is this shit? And I'm thinking, like, yo, that's actually the way Admirable. that you're supposed to address... Yeah, like, that's what you're supposed to... Like, if you can co-regulate and keep your calm when your child is doing that, it shows them in models that it is not acceptable to have a fit and act you know irate because you can't get your way and no nothing that you're saying or doing is going to change the expectation or the demand and it's not going to change how i'm feeling so you can use all your energy to do that but you still gotta go Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't understand i was like damn is people really beating it (laughs) like what are they doing is this crazy but i thought about you because i feel like you always are really pretty much calm. You do get, I mean, most parents get agitated. They get, you know, they're like, I'm over this (laughs) shit. But for the most part, I feel like you keep your cool. You're able to self-regulate, co-regulate, and make sure that, you know, they understand, like, this is the expectation without you getting out of character or kind of blowing Mm -hmm. up. So I just wanted you to talk about that, of, like, how you are able to regulate.
1: I think it's a learned skill, right? And if you haven't learned that as an adult or as a person, of course it's gonna be hard for you to depict that in your parenting, right? I think that part, that I think part that I think sometimes we coin terms and we think, oh my gosh, this is a thing, this is a, a trend. But really it's exactly what you said. It is regulating your emotions. <laughs> And not letting that anger out on your kids. So I don't think that I'm a gentle. There are very few things that are gentle and soft about me. (laughs) So I I just think that I think that it's very important to be aware. I am very aware as a parent how my words and how my actions are going to affect my kids. And I'm, I don't, (laughs) I am so West Coast, I don't really trip about anything. (laughs) All right, y'all. Cause I'm, I'm not the parent that's going to repeat that five times. And that may be good for her, but I know for me in real life, that's not going to happen. People aren't going to give you eight, warnings. Um, Your job is not going to softly tell you (laughs) certain things. Like in real life, uh, I just don't think that things work like that. So I I just try to be aware. I'm going to tell you so many times, but I'm also the parent that is going to be a little hard. And when I say a little hard, I'm not going to beat them, but my voice ain't going to stay soft and you ain't going to keep running up and down these stairs. (laughs) So, So I just think it's about balance. I think it's about communicating yeah. in a healthy way. I think it's about consequences that, that match behaviors and consistency. I think a lot of us are raised, I'm the parent, you're the child, and there's no balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And we think that yeah. that is mm-hmm. healthy. We think that that is okay. Yeah. And it's a power play. I mean, I don't, I don't want a parent like that. I want you guys to understand why I'm telling you this. I want you to understand that there are going to be consequences when you do not listen. Um, and I want you to understand that it could go zero to a hundred real quick. So yeah. <laughs> you going to go to bed. You or... to bed? You <laughs> do, and I tell them just like that. So are y'all going to go to bed or what do you want? Because your behaviors, <laughs> you choose the outcome. Like, there we go. I like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> No, I love I love the connection to the real world and kind of the same. You are choosing your behavior. So ultimately, you're also choosing Mm -hmm. the consequence that goes along with your Mm -hmm. behavior. But I really do like how that is. And I don't think a lot of like you said, a lot of parents don't realize that I can still be soft in my quote unquote, soft in my response, but still be stern and keep on the demand. And like they're not I'm not being passive. I'm being assertive. Mm -hmm. And I'm not being aggressive. I'm I'm in, like you said, it's the, in the middle. I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of that. And then another thing that you said, it reminded me of a conversation that I had with my, my mom. We always, uh, we talk. And she always be looking at your your Facebook and be like, are you always doing stuff with the kids? Did she be talking to the kids? And I think she was saying that when she was growing up, kind of the same thing you were saying, like the power struggle between the adult and the child. She said that every time when she was growing up, that when she asked a question or when she had something to say, it was always, because I mm-hmm. said so. Because I said mm-hmm. so, and she said I wanted to be a parent that allowed my child to be curious and to ask questions. And I had she realizes, and when she says you interact with Max and Mia, that you take the time, to explain things, you you know, give them answers. It's not always just like okay, because yeah. I said so, but you walk through the process of this my- is why, mm-hmm. and you satisfy that curiosity because that's a good thing that kids are curious and want to know
1: and have, you know, Mm -hmm. questions. And I think that that's being very aware. I think, again, we have to learn, like, as adults, what really negatively impacted us? Like, what are things I liked? What are things I didn't like that my parent did? And be mindful of those things all the time. Like, and it's so hard. It's so hard to explain yourself to a (laughs) three-year-old. Or it's so hard to kind of, Take yourself down a couple of notches, and my son, who is very, very inquisitive, to explain things to him. Because sometimes you do feel like, "What do I look like?" Yeah, <laughs> you <me> this. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. sometimes it is hard. But like your mom, I was very aware of things that I did not like while I was growing up, and I told myself I wasn't going to do that. I want you to understand. I want you to understand because if you understand then we'll, we will have an understanding. We don't have to keep on having
0: this mm-hmm. problem. There we go. You don't have to have that power mm-hmm. struggle. And I think that's very important that you said that you have to be aware of those things because I think a lot of people, they they know that they didn't like how they were raised when they were growing up or like what their parents did. But for some reason, they still repeat that cycle. They still end up doing that, mm-hmm. that thing. Like you said, I have to bring myself down a notch and explain something to a three-year-old even though maybe I was raised to be like, I'm mm-hmm. not expanding myself to know. Or child. you were, and here, so I am here. <laughs> right, right. No, like Matilda, like, mm-hmm. you're big, yeah. I'm small. Yeah. Like, you know that whole thing. Yeah, and so it's it's a good that you said that you have to be self aware mm-hmm. about that. Like you have to really tune in and realize. And you said it's hard. It's like probably every day you have to realize, like, okay, I'm gonna do something mm-hmm. different. I'm gonna be aware of that. So it's a
1: constant mm-hmm. process. Is something it right? is. To, uh, and it's just yeah. emotions. Like you were saying earlier, regulating your emotions and, and understanding, like, I am a huge, I am a huge part of the way that my kids are going to develop. I, I play a huge yeah. role. The way that I talk to them the things that I say, I think we all have to kind of see where things didn't go right when we were kids. And sometimes I think right. culturally, we just accept things. That's just how things were. Right. That's just how I was raised. Like, yeah. I know, even with my kid's dad, he was raised in the South. And he was like, it, we clashed a lot about parenting. He He was just like, no, the kids do this. If I'm talking, you you're not even in the room, or don't ask me questions about what I say. We clashed all the time because his idea was that the way that he was raised is right. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's hard. It is hard to really break those cycles and say, look, this wasn't yeah. healthy. I know that the way that you were raised isn't healthy because I see your behaviors as an adult, and I don't want my kids to demonstrate those same behaviors. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just yeah, it yeah. yeah. It definitely is learned skills. I, I am. You have to learn it as an adult and realize, like you said, realize like you want regulate your emotions or re- realize you want something mm-hmm. different and. Even like you said, looking at people' adult behaviors and saying like, oh, I don't want my child looking like that. So I'm <laughs> going to do X, Y, Z, right? And even like our last session, we were talking about young boys and especially like people of color not having those social emotional skills. And so now they're saying that black are they just didn't say black men, but they said men are lonely nowadays because they didn't have those social skills growing up. And so also thinking about that too, of how to raise a black boy.
1: boy, like how to raise We clashed. Yeah. How we clashed, <laughs> yeah. it, because even when boys show emotions, right? So many men don't connect that with masculinity. If you know my boy, he gonna cry. Like <laughs> Maxton is very much <laughs> in tune with every feeling that he, he feels. He's my son. <laughs> like we gonna cry and then mm-hmm. we gonna thug it out. Like. But allow him to cry. Right. And I think so many men, yeah. it, there are just so many things that you have to address in yourself <laughs> so that you know it's okay to do that. And I think so many mm-hmm. men sometimes don't really address those feelings or even the feeling of not being yeah. able to cry. How did that make you feel like when you were crying and you were told to stop crying and like, so, how did that make you yeah. feel? And you're going to mm. tell that to my, mm-hmm. my son, mm-hmm. like, hmm. or yeah. you're feeling lonely yeah. now and you're feeling like you're not understood because you can't communicate your feelings. Like, but you're telling him not to have any, like <laughs> make it make sense. Make
0: it make sense. It doesn't. And I think that was something I was thinking too. About how did that make you feel when you were saying your child's father was saying, like, I don't want the child to be in the room when I'm having these conversations. How did it make you feel to be isolated, mm-hmm. to not have a voice, to not be heard? And so I think those are really important questions, are self-reflecting questions that most people should be asking. In therapy,
1: <laughs> Or even if you're not in therapy, at least have somebody to hold you accountable. Like, hey, look, and I think that it's important to really surround yourself with people that are going to check you because I've needed to be checked Mm. plenty of times. Like, hey, look, I know that you were mad, but (laughs) don't raise your voice at me. Like, it's, I think even if you don't want to do that self work, you should strive to be a good parent or at least change Mm. the things that that could really affect your kids. Have somebody around you that's going to tell you eight <laughs> right that's not good
0: yeah. cool. i mean i guess that's step 1 right yeah so that's good if you don't feel like you don't really want to go to therapy now at least have somebody in your circle who's going to hold you mm-hmm. accountable and support and not just be a mm-hmm. guest person but will sometimes kind of check you when things are going right, or say, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. healthy or if that's good for yeah. you. Yeah. So yeah, that could be that's a baby step. But I always say too, you <laughs> need to go to you need to do self work. You need to do it's a lot of self work. <laughs> you do need to do self work, especially if you feel like your childhood wasn't what you wanted, or you didn't like it, or you didn't feel like it. it was fair. You definitely. need I to I
1: think to though, do. like culturally, so many people think that it's normal. We've accepted that. This is how our childhood was, and this is normal. So, mm-hmm. so many people don't even think to go to therapy and heal from those things because it's a norm. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, wait, mm-hmm. that that was a problem. Everybody's Black parents talk like this, mm-hmm. or everybody's. So, mm-hmm. I think that first, it's even identifying that is a problem. That that was a problem. It was a problem that you were mm-hmm. beat with 15 different things, like, that is not normal. (laughs) It's like, these things are problems.
0: Yeah. So you can have a difference in parenting based off of like how you were raised and also thinking about your own traumas. And I guess you're saying that it's not always about therapy and self-work, but the circle that you keep around you, who's around you and making sure that you're learning those skills um, as an adult. But I still say that therapy is important that some people just don't realize that it is, it was a problem. You know, it's a problem. Yeah. So some mm-hmm. people don't realize it's a problem. So they may not even seek therapy because they think that is that Mars <laughs> that they yes. think that it, um, <laughs> that's, our, that's Ari's dog, uh family dog Mars. And I think everybody's kind of up now. It was quiet. Now it's about to, I think it's about to get a little chaotic.
1: Someone, someone was pulling into our driveway and, um, turning around, and Mars, don't play that.
0: Like, oh, Mars is like, who is this?
1: And then here we go. Who is this? Who do we have
0: here? Same one. Same
1: one, coming back. If I am breathing in a different room, she gonna hear me breathe. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, sometimes we didn't even think twice as kids. It was just what it was. And we don't Mm -hmm. um, recognize those things as problems. So of course, we don't address those things as parents, because it just was what it was. And I think that that's why I clash so much. And that's why it's so important to be on the same parenting page, Mm -hmm. because if you're trying to break cycles and this person doesn't see the cycle as a problem, you're just going to clash. And sometimes that that's where sometimes that's just (laughs) where things have to kind of part
0: that people are just desensitized to like the issues and the problems and they think it's the norm. And I can kind of see that when you're looking on social media and different things that people say in the comments, that is not except like, why would you say that out loud? So you know that people Mm -hmm. think a lot of things are the norm and that's how they were raised. So that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. So it really is about breaking cycles, breaking Mm -hmm. trauma. But again, that kind of going on since we're on the topic of like raising black boys, I do you about how do you approach just racial issues and thinking about the injustice of black boys in America and how you have to really teach your children at a young age about race, racism, and those things. And now I think it was a time where there was kind of a way you could ease into it, but these past couple of years, it's just kind of been in your face and a lot of blatant racism that just cannot be ignored so just wondering how you go about that with having a young boy just not trying to navigate that and you're also in Washington you're in you know so it's a different like you said it's a different demographic so just kind of wanting to know your, your thoughts on that
1: I feel like it is so hard to even explain to my son I think Here in Washington, it's a lot of like passive aggressiveness. It's not as blatant like you can. And it's it's hard because we can see those things as adults. You can see, hey, these people are treating my son different or making assumptions about my son based off of race or whatever the case may be. But explaining that to a child is a little harder because right. he my son in particular doesn't see those things and it's hard because you don't want to taint your child. You don't want to just impose your thoughts and your ideas and how you feel onto them. So it's very hard for me to have those conversations about race. It's it's hard. It is hard. I think that the way that I've decided to go about it is to educate him. I try to educate Maxton and empower him. I try to, I try to let him know he is very aware of injustices. He is very aware um, because Maxton is a Google machine, (laughs) and he knows what's going on around us. And he can kind of piece things together sometimes. I know that we were watching a show one time and the people that were winning were white. It was like two different groups and white groups just kept winning and he was getting frustrated. And he was like, I just, I don't understand why the black group isn't winning. I just want them to win. And I was like, well, why do you want them to win? And he said, because they're black. And and I was like, okay, we rooting for everybody black. <laughs> um, we are rooting for everything everybody black. So he is very aware of sometimes things being unfair, but he only became aware of that because he had experienced racism. He had and I didn't know at as a parent, when do I introduce this? When do I start right. talking about it? So I was almost thrown into it because of his experience. And now it is more so about letting him know who he is, who we are, um, finding strength in that. Like, look, you may be going to a predominantly white school, but we keep a close knit of Black people around us. Maxton has very great examples. He has you, he has our dad, he has, he has so many people to pull from that are in his circle where he knows like, Hey, the world is a little bit bigger than what I've experienced here. So I really just try to make sure that he knows who he is so that anybody else around him that may have a little bit of smaller minds, um, Mm -hmm. cannot, tell him something else. He knows who he is. He knows yeah. his history. He he's he's confident and that's something that I can say I should have always done. I should have always had conf- conversations to really lift him up and and let him know like you are this, you are that because when he had his ex- experience, he was kind of knocked off his off his block. He was like, yeah. "Am I am, am I acceptable?" Like, they are making me feel like I'm not acceptable because of my skin. Uh Um, Is that true? Hey, Mia. I love my dress. You love your dress? (laughs) Yeah. I can't see it. What color is it? Thank you.
0: Welcome. She has a new dress
1: on? No. She has the same dress on that she's been wearing for three days. (laughs) But (laughs) you haven't (laughs) seen it. so. (laughs) So it's new to you. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I was thrown in to, to talking about racism with Maxton, and I really, really want him to formulate his own ideas about people of other races. So instead of even telling him how I feel about situations or about people or about groups, I really just try to make sure that he feels strong in himself and he yeah. feels confident and that he knows who he is and knows no matter what another person says or what they do, that is a reflection of them and not a reflection of you. So I just really try to build him up.
0: Those are all really good points. And thinking about too, sometimes you don't know. I think a lot of parents struggle, like, when do I have these conversations? And sometimes it can just, you know, really hit you in the face because it's happening every day. And then you realize like, oh, it's on my front doorstep. Like it has happened or it's time for me to address it. And I think you brought up a good point. I remember doing research on just racial socialization messages, like they're different types. And it sounds like the one that you are using is basically having more positive messages of just encouraging about being black and about uplifting your culture and just being loving who you are, loving the skin that you're in. And those are definitely a good type of message because even when those negative things come to you or those adversities, that you have such a love and confidence for you who you are. Even though it will hurt, it will kind oh, of yeah. you know, you know, still have a painful effect, you still have so much pride in knowing who you are. You know that person, like you said, is a smaller-minded person that they're thinking in a different way and it's not actually the truth of who I am. Mm-hmm. And even too, like there's also behavioral messages. So the things that you have in the house, the dolls and toys that you buy, the pictures that you put on the wall, mm-hmm. the people, like you said, that you surround him with knowing that you encourage him to talk, you know, be around family and and celebrate that blackness. Those are all still really great um, messages and not necessarily, you said, focusing on the tainted version because Mm -hmm. there sometimes are messages is that people will look at you differently or people will always, you know, you might always have to work twice as hard. Those are messages too, but it doesn't always have to be kind of the imbalance or focusing on the negative or kind of how things are unfair. It can also just be encouraging, uplifting, and celebrating your Blackness and having Black pride. So when you are watching TV and you see, hey, these Black people aren't really winning, yeah. I want them to win. I those want are things and win. connections to mm-hmm. make. Yeah, those are connections because that person is a representation of me. It's my mm-hmm. skin color, it represents who I am representation matters yeah
1: and it does so much i know that like even the smallest things when target had their black history month line and they were Mm -hmm. putting black faces on everything max i bought the t-shirts the underwear anything that he can see himself and know like maxson has a a t-shirt where he's like is that me and i said yep (laughs) That is you. Like representation matters so, so, so much. And I'm so glad that society is really grasped onto that right now. Like there are so many kids shows or like we were talking about earlier, Gracie's Corner. There are so many shows and things that I can just pull up on TV where Maxton and Mia are going to see someone that looks like them. That they're going to have a little bit of flavor, a little bit of swag to them. And I love that. Yeah. Go ahead. Put some seasoning on my kids because (laughs) (laughs) it's a little bland
0: out here in these streets. It's a little bland. But yeah, I really appreciate you for sharing. That was really good. I know we're gonna, getting on an hour, so we're gonna wrap it up, but I really appreciate you, Ari, so much for coming Thank on. you the for show. having me. I Thank really you. do. I love you too. Um, I really do admire you and all of your hard work that you do with the kids. Like, you're an awesome mom. It always shows in everything you do. I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are listening always see, I know my friends see, like, all of the things <laughs> that you do on Instagram with Vaxamia Arts and Crafts and just stay on top of their learning and education. And it's just really important. And I think it's great. That people can see that you do it and you as a single mom and that yeah. you're young, you're a millennial and you're making the shit work. And so I'm kind of like, it can be done. If you put it in the can. effort and you work hard, it can be fucking done. So you, you're showing the
1: people. With the right people around you, like because it takes a village. So I appreciate you because... <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> I could can, can take an hour just Aww. saying how much I appreciate you and his extended aunties because yeah. <laughs> you come yeah. with a pack, but I appreciate <laughs> you. I thank you. <laughs> I thank you for having
0: me. I really do. You know. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, so we're going to end it with a pour it up moment just to speak on how would you like to pour into yourself? Next week because it's a big week for you. Maxon mm, starts third to grade. School. I mean, like, is Max? I really want to do a lot of all of Maxon's like back to school pictures. He always has like the back to school. Every year. So did you get the the whole? You know I did. You know I did. So, <laughs> so it's a, it's a big week for you next week with Maxon starting third grade. And so just want to, how do you plan on pouring into yourself coming this upcoming week? Anything that will help just kind of boost your week and help you. Through. I
1: am going to continue to take my deep breaths.
0: Are <laughs> and... we taking a lot of deep breaths before this show? <laughs> I was like, okay, it ain't gonna be that
1: hard, girl. But she was taking. But I appreciate breath. I always take a deep breath. I have to center myself. I think that it's really important, like you stress, <laughs> to take those reset days, whether it be. Sunday, Monday, whatever day it is to just yeah. find my day to reset, rest, refresh. And I think that's how I'm really going to pour into myself is just yeah. making sure that not only I take my deep breaths, but really take a day, take a day yeah. and love on me, yeah. <laughs> however yeah. that may look.
0: Love on you, I love it. <laughs> however yeah, that Yeah, that's
1: look. really good. That is a good, 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 good pour
0: it up to just have self-care. And I think it's easy for, we talk about this all the time, like one day at a time, because it's easy just to get caught up in the day-to-day and then just not connect or just not tune in to yourself and sometimes even to others. So that's really a good pour it up. Let me see, how am I going to pour it up this week? I don't know. Literally. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) <laughs> literally, poured, poured literally, I, literally, I'm just, I'm grateful that this is um, a Monday that we have Monday off. We have tomorrow off. I'm pouring up. I think I'm just going to, my thing is kind of like staying focused, still being focused and work, work has, but the schedule has been kind of, yes, yeah, it's just been kind of weird, the schedule and it's been easy to lose track. So I'm hoping Next week would be good with the schedule. People are going back to school, so hopefully they're coming back to therapy and <laughs> and that my schedule will flow. But even if it doesn't, just staying focused, making sure I'm using downtime productively, whether mm-hmm. it's editing podcasts or doing some social media planting or doing some reels or whatever, or even making a list, a checklist or checking up on emails, just making sure that I'm being really productive with my downtime, even if my schedule isn't flowing like I want to, so staying focused regardless.
1: I think that's great. Cheers come. to that. Where's your yeah. Yeah.
0: Clang, 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 cheers? Clank, 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 yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers to that.
1: Oh, wait. I'm all
0: out. You Here. got a drink. Oh, my God. you got getting
1: cheers and not drink. I did. I got it. I got it. I recovered real quick.
0: (laughs) All right. So um, that is the end of the episode today. Check us out on Champagne Sunday podcast on Instagram for all things new, for all things Champagne Sunday. If you liked or heard something that you want to talk about in this podcast, please feel free to like, share, repost, and also comment, 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 comment. I like to hear it. (laughs) So with that being said, peace. Have a great Sunday. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you again, Ari,
1: for coming. (laughs) You're welcome. Anytime. Anytime. Bye.